0: All the good things we got all the good things He said no question about it my dad's the father of the century Oh god This is a beautiful
1: story. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. The reason that they find a way for it to work for everyone is because they believe everyone does have something to offer and something to to be noticed for.
2: Yes. All, we all have abilities. They're mm-hmm. just in different areas. In different shapes. Different shapes, different colors, different
0: forms, different forms, different <laughs> bubbles. You know, it's the least I could do if I had it my way. Just one time, I would have my dad in a wheelchair and I would push him. Let's World. call it a unique ability. A unique I ability. I like that. Unique oh, ability. Oh, I love that. New vibration Aww. of love to replace the anger and hate.
2: Happy Monday, friends! woo Happy Monday! We are back with some more good stories, and we are so excited to share them with you. We've got some good ones today. Happy springtime, too! Is it officially spring? Yeah. Ooh! It's officially spring. Ooh. Wait, what's the first official day of spring? I've never known. Well, it's when the
0: spring equinox happens, which was oh. yesterday.
2: Ooh! March 22nd. Spring equinox. Yeah. Is that... Okay, so winter is the shortest day of the year, summer... The, I think the winter solstice. solstice.
0: Yeah. What is the equinox? The equinox is when we transition into spring, and it's uh, the that seems like a cyclical definition. Well, I mean, you, you can't say it's the longest day of the year because yeah, that's the summer another. solstice. So it's it's very middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's middle ground. It's one of
2: the middlest days of the year. <laughs> the middleest
1: days. The middleest days. What's a good thing happening in your lives, fam? My good thing is my dad finally retired. You know what he wants to do is he wants to paddleboard a lot, you know, on the ocean. And he also wants an e-bike.
2: An so let's e-bike. manifest
1: my dad an e-bike. Okay. What's it's an e-bike? It's an electric bike. So Do like, you even have to pedal? He doesn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> he can ride it around for longer then because
0: he won't get tired on the hills. He can just cheat his way up the hill and then <laughs> pedal down. Also, I looked up the spring equinox just to make sure I was right. And it actually happened on the 19th. So just clarify, oh. it did not happen on the 22nd, it happened gotcha. on the 19th. The middle of the day is yes. Good to know, good <laughs> to know. How about you, love? I celebrated the spring equinox, just with some intention settings and some time with myself, some ground down stuff, and it felt really good. I'm excited for more sunshine, I'm excited yes. to be outside more, and I'm excited for movement in new ways.
2: Yes,
0: growth. awesome.
2: I have two good things per usual. I feel like I can't pick just one. I found this uh, potty pad type situation that's made out of fresh grass. And it's called Fresh Patch. And I ordered one and it fits perfectly on my balcony. So now I can just leave my balcony door open and Bear can go run outside onto the porch and hang out in this little grass patch and you know if he needs to relieve himself he can do that too on his own clock not when I force him to go outside. What a blessing. And he loves it. He loves just like lounging in the sunshine. He's a sun baby dog for
0: sure. So yeah it's been a good week. Who is going first? I'll go first. Okay. My story is a very inspiring one about a father and his quadriplegic son who also has brain damage and uh the story is about how they saved each other's lives <laughs> really quick what does quadriplegic mean exactly oh it means that they don't have any use of their arms or legs and then paraplegic is just legs Ooh, good question because quad is like yeah. the base root of four, so mm-hmm. like four limbs. Yeah, and then para would be two. So yeah. maybe either you can't use your arms, arms or you can't or use your legs. legs. Yeah. His name is Rick. He also doesn't have motor control of his face either. He, he can move his eyes, but he can't verbally speak. And when Rick, it's it's Dick and Rick, when, <laughs> when Rick was born... Uh, the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck, and so it cut off blood supply and oxygen supply to his brain. Oh. Um, and so when he was born, there was brain damage, and from the beginning, from the beginning, yeah. By the time he was nine months old, as they the doctors watched him develop, they said that he was brain dead, and you should put him in an institution. Like he won't ever have any ability to do anything. So that was really a bummer, obviously, for for Dick and his wife. But thankfully, they did not listen to the doctors. And they kept him at home because they knew. Apparently, they would watch Rick's eyes move across the room. And they could tell that he was present. There was something going on in his brain. Your eyes are the window to your soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm. Uh, They took... Rick to the engineering department at Tufts university. And they asked, Hey, is there, is there anything you can do to help our son? Is there something that you can create a way for him to talk to us? And they said, absolutely no way. There's, there's nothing going on in your son's head. And then Dick was like, tell him a joke. And he laughed. I'm starting to start (laughs) crying. And so they were like, Holy crap. Like, there is something yeah there is something and so they they worked together with Dick and his family and they created this machine where Rick could bump his head up into something and form words and it was the first time he was able to communicate and the first thing that he said was go Bruins (laughs) I
2: I know football
1: fan I know.
2: I mean, as parents, I'd be so excited for that moment, but then also a little salty that it wasn't like, I love you, Dad. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, go Bruins. (laughs) And just say, the the wife's name is Judy. I want to give a shout out to, to Judy. So Dick and Judy are the mom and dad, and Rick is the son. They were able to get him into high school that he he was brought up and they did special programs. And in high school, one of Rick's teammates had an injury and he was paralyzed, and so they held a charity run. And the next thing that Rick said was, "Dad, I want to do that." And Dick was like, "Yeah, he wanted to do the run." And Dick was like, "Okay, how am I going to being?" He called it. He referred to himself as like a tubber you know, who wasn't in shape (laughs) at all. How am I? gonna run five miles while pushing my son in a wheelchair but of course he tried to do it and he was huffing and puffing and he was so sore uh but after yeah but after he did it rick punched in his machine and he said dad when you were pushing me and when we were running it was the first time i didn't feel like i was disabled and i felt really alive and, of course, that broke Dick's heart. And he was like, oh, my gosh. Bubble heart. Yeah. <laughs> Bubble heart. Bubble heart. taffy heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that day changed both Rick's uh, and Dick's life because while Rick got to experience the exhilaration of his body moving that fast and feeling the wind in his face, Dick got healthy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he, he was able to, you know, he, he trained and... Um, because Rick loved it so much, they started doing race after race after race, and this was obviously a huge bonding experience. Yeah. And the reason Dick did it was because of the joy that he saw on Rick's face. So obviously, there's I said he didn't have motor control over his face, but obviously there's some motor control so some, his eyes, yeah. and maybe it was just barely a smile, but there's definitely some elation, just joy. not enough motor. Control yeah, just to not speak. right. Yeah. yeah. So someone was said to one of his friends said like, Hey, like, why, why don't you look into getting in the Boston marathon? And so no way. Yeah. And so Dick approached the Boston marathon and they're like, no way. Um, You know, there's, you can't qualify with ball pushing someone in a, in a wheelchair. Well, instead of being butthurt about it, Dick and Rick were like, we're going to run anyway. So even though they didn't have a number, they ran with everyone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And and eventually they got a qualifying time to be in the Boston marathon. No way. Yeah. And they they were actually running in it. After that, it, it exploded. And now not only they have, they done that 85 times, Marathons or the Boston Marathon. Boston Marathon. Okay, for oh people who God. don't know,
2: the Boston Marathon is one of the top qualifying
0: marathons that you can run in the world, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's,
0: it's and maybe very... maybe not all 85, but most of them were Boston Marathon.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, Boston marathons once a year.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Okay, so so it's yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> not all Boston Marathon. But if he's 85 and pushing, yeah, <laughs> in a wheelchair. Well qualifying for Boston race yeah. times? Well, mm-hmm. he he has to be somewhere close to 70, because right now Rick, I believe, is 46. Oh wow. So gosh. yeah. Amazing. And they still do, I'm not sure if they do marathons every weekend, but they do some sort of race every weekend. Uh, and not only that, but they've done 212 triathlons. Oh my wait, gosh. don't you have to swim in a yeah. triathlon? So he and pulls bicycle. He pulls his son in a dinghy behind him. And then he puts him on the handlebars. So not only in the triathlon, do you have to, does he have to push his son for 26.2 miles? But you have to swim. I believe it's... Shout
1: out to Dick. Like unconditional love right there. He loves his son so much that he's willing to do whatever is going to give his son the most exhilarating life experience.
2: And I got to say, 85 marathons and a bunch of triathlons will definitely whip you from a tubby tub into Into a hottie hub, (laughs) into (laughs) (laughs) into a hottie hub,
0: into just like your overall health gets so improved, so improved. Yeah. I don't know if this is the the mark of the triathlon, but I know that in eight times in one day, he's pushed his son twenty six point two miles. He's pulled him in a dinghy two point four miles swimming, and biked hundred and twelve miles. Wow! All on the same day. Wow, that's a lot. That's I mean, a lot.
1: that's a lot. I think that's more like double the amount I've ever done in my whole life. How much pasta more than do you double. think I ate before? I know.
0: Who knows? Oh my goodness. Uh, so they've also done 15, um, they've done 15 hour Ironmans four times in Hawaii. And uh, they have common a lot of people have made comments about other people in the race and dick and rick passing them so can you imagine like, being, you know like a 25 year old stud jogging along and then all of a sudden you know rick and dick who are i don't know 50 and 20 are passing you by i gotta
2: say the story is amazing but it's extraordinarily amazing because their names are
1: dick and rick yeah yeah <laughs> so good um so they're so inspiring. Yeah. And I'm like,
2: dang,
0: I thought I was fit because I do yoga all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I could not do that. I know. Several people have asked him, like, hey, Dick, have you ever thought about doing one of these things on your own to see what your time is? And he's like, no way. I do this strictly for Rick and the joy that he gets out of it. Aw. I know. Because I get like, choked up a little bit every time I say something like that. They should and... go backpacking
2: with Chandler. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They, should, they should link. They should link up. A... Yeah. And I'm not sure if this story is like fresh, but when it was written, it said that uh, their ages were sixty-five and forty-three. And they finished uh, their twenty-fourth Boston marathon, five thousand and eighty-third out of over twenty thousand starters. Oh my gosh. Shit. So they That's were a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. They were they were in the top top quarter. 25%. Yeah. And just in case you were wondering, their best time was in 1992, and it was two hours and 40 minutes, and that's only 35 minutes off the world record. Oh, my God. Wait, how long was it? Two hours and 40
2: minutes. And a marathon is 26.2? Mm-hmm.
0: That's a 6.10 mile. That's a a (laughs) 6-minute, 10-second mile. Oh, my gosh. Pushing (laughs) your... Full-grown son in a wheelchair. Oh my god! Do we have a photo of Dick and Rick? Oh yeah, we'll I'm sure we could yeah. totally find. One. We're gonna we're gonna find one so that we can. Wow, put it on. this makes me feel really shitty about myself. <laughs> in, my
1: mile. I know, I know. in half the speed, he runs one <laughs> mile. Half the and speed, I have twice fully the body legs, yes. and I'm young. Wonderful.
2: Yeah, 65 is a retirement age yeah. for most people. Mm-hmm. Oh my
1: gosh, this yeah. is also great motivation and inspirational to other people who have like paraplegic or quadriplegic kids not just like or just any sort of kid who's not able to participate in some of these activities what a great way to get them involved in the community and outside and a great way to for you for parents to bond you Mm -hmm. know so yeah rather than just like watching tv or doing like easy simple things like just chatting over a phone you know like yeah that's taking above and beyond and yeah, I mean, you her. don't
2: have
0: to run a marathon. You could just go to the park. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rick is so grateful for his dad, and he said no question about it. My dad's the father of the century. And oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah he sounds, <laughs> Are you kidding? Probably the father of the globe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but the well, one of those is a timeline. One of those is <laughs> physics. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Not too long ago, and this this is where it comes in, where Rick saved his his dad's life. Um, He had, a few years ago, Dick had a heart attack. And going into the doctor, he said, if you hadn't been in such great shape, you probably would have died 15 years ago. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so because he started running and he improved his health, it saved him from dying either 15 years ago or from this heart attack that wow. he had recently. Now, Rick lives on his own. He has home care come and take care of him. They they still live in uh, Massachusetts. And Rick also works. He has a job. He lives in Boston. His dad lives in Holland. And every weekend, they still participate in a race of some sort. Oh. And then they go out to dinner and Rick buys him dinner. And he said... You know, it's the least I could do. If I had it my way, just one time, I would have my dad in a wheelchair and I would push him.
1: Oh, my goodness. No. Stop it. you tugging on my
2: heartstrings. I know. I,
0: I could barely get that out. Was, oh god! This is a beautiful
2: story. Oh, my gosh. I love it so much. I know. And it's so sweet. It actually ties in really well to my story because mine is about someone else who came up with a really innovative and creative way to include people who have wheelchairs or who have limited mobility within their bodies in a different way that doesn't involve triathlons but involves movement nonetheless
0: let's hear about it I'm yeah? Super Are you ready? yeah
2: okay so i'm gonna start back in the 80s and 90s her name is marissa hamamoto 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 yeah it's a japanese last name i believe and she started dancing when she was six years old which is really special. I know a lot of us have dance in our lives. I started dancing when I was three. Kristen, you were three. Three. Yeah. three, three, I six, was three.
1: two. six. <laughs> two.
2: Oh, I forgot you danced too, yeah. I just didn't continue, but yep. I did. <laughs> so Marissa totally continued with it. And she also, while she was growing up, experienced a lot of bullying and discrimination, not just in dance, but in high school and in college because she was Asian American. And she even actually moved to Tokyo to attend Kyoto University and was expecting to fit in more there because it's a Japanese place and she's Japanese, but the people in Japan thought she was too American. So she also was experiencing a lot of feelings of being left out there as well.
0: Oh, that reminds me of Green Book. Have y'all seen Green Book? No, I haven't. Okay, that has to be a movie night that we watch because it's really good. Okay, sweet.
2: Oh, that reminds me. We also have you seen Tag?
1: Oh, the game where they all
0: you tag love that each other. movie. so I love much. it so much. Yeah. It's
2: such a good movie, and I'm definitely gonna make it a good story on this on this podcast. Yeah, um, it's a good one. If you haven't seen the movie, that's also another movie night be sure watch. It's my go to. It's, it's my go to movie. Night yeah, movie. Five Guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Teg, yeah, yeah. Jeremy yeah. Renner's in it. So this so is so good. The film, like the style, is just hilarious too. Okay, so she continued to dance throughout her life. And she says that at dance class, I found myself being the only person of color, but something about moving together with others to music was magical. Dance class was the one place I felt like I fit in and it became my happy place. During my teen years, all I wanted to do was become a professional ballerina but I simply didn't fit the ballet mold. I pushed my way through to prestigious ballet schools, such as the Kirov Academy of Ballet, which I actually went to a summer intensive at. It's in Washington, DC. They're like hardcore Russian ballet style over there. Mm. And she just didn't have the talent to progress forward. And she was rejected over and over and over again. But dance was the one place that was her safe haven. So it was really devastating. To her to have to constantly feel like she was getting rejected and to push it aside. In a contemporary dance class in 2006, she actually started feeling this like tingling in her elbow. And she collapsed to the floor and couldn't move her body from oh her neck gosh. down. What and a scary
0: thing to happen.
2: In a dance class, like, can't feel just your just a body little tingle. From the neck down. And they brought her to the hospital where she was diagnosed with... Spinal cord infarction, which mm. is essentially a spinal stroke. And the doctors there told her that she was probably never ever going to walk or move her body again. Oh my Gosh. god,
1: that
0: would be hard. And for a dancer, that's like Yeah, that's your whole oh. lifeline. I mean, for anyone, it's for devastating, anyone, but it's horrible. For a dancer, and I feel like I mean, just with my back last week and not being able to really move it changed my energy state immensely i'm sure y'all felt it oh yeah i mean Mm -hmm. anyone
2: who has a passion where movement is involved would be impacted by that exponentially but there's something really freeing emotionally about dance and its connection with music that make it so Mm -hmm. much more beautiful in in a certain way so it was devastating for her to see her dreams and like she was resilient like people were telling her she wasn't good enough over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and she pushed through and then to have life be like we're gonna paralyze you that's rough man and so she was expecting to never dance or never walk again but two months later she walked out of the hospital and yes girl right like she i don't know what
0: she did like that physical therapy just Crushed it you know, it's it was her resiliency the mind over matter. We have the ability to heal ourselves yeah. most of the time we just get in the way
2: and Instead of letting it like crush her spirits with with dance She was even more motivated to continue um, But she did decide to leave ballet behind and part of the reason why is because after that happened She discovered ballroom dancing.
0: Yeah, oh, ballroom
2: dancing and it's that. really sweet. She said Ballroom dancing healed me emotionally. Something about connecting with another person through movement was beautiful and brought a new vibration of joy and inspiration to my life that was currently full of isolation and fear. I got so addicted to partner dancing, I found a way to make it my new career. New vibration of
0: love to replace the anger and hate. Right?
2: Woo I love the way that she described that. And I've honestly never really thought that deeply about why ballroom dancing is so appealing to people before but the entire time you're basically chest to chest with another human and Mm -hmm. you're you're guiding each other and moving with each other so in 2012 she decided to move to LA and pursue ballroom dancing as a career but LA is a very very hard place to succeed as a dancer and just like the rest of her life she kept getting rejected and rejected and rejected, and people flat out told her that no one wanted to see an Asian American ballroom dancer on the TV. Oh, that's so mean. Which is crazy, considering it's freaking 2020 right now. Um, I'm sure it wasn't, I mean, it was in 2012, so eight years ago, but still, recent enough where people should have been a lot more mindful of inclusion. But that's L.A. for you. They have a very, very specific type of person in mind. And if you don't fit that mold, it's really hard to break out of it. But this girl, Marissa, broke out of the mold. And in 2014, she discovered a new type of dancing called wheelchair dancing. And I don't know where she discovered it, but it's exactly what it
0: sounds like. It's dancing that involves a wheelchair. I've definitely seen... I wonder if it's the same company because I've seen definitely some performances, and they're so good. They're so good. It's insane.
2: I mean, fluidity in dance is something really gorgeous to watch, and if you're moving on wheels, it just amplifies that tenfold. So she found this video or was introduced to the concept of wheelchair dancing and realized that there actually wasn't a really big availability for it. And she also did some more research and found that one in five people have a disability.
1: Wow. That's a large that's statistic.
2: a lot more than I ever thought had a disability. And in America, that translates to about 57 million people.
0: Well, I mean, sitting right here, like one out of three, I have a disability because of my eye. Yeah. So it's like, and, but I don't think of it as a disability. So there's probably a lot of people that you see passing you on the street that have a disability, but they don't let it overpower them. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they probably don't even see it as a disability themselves. Let's We're call all, it a unique ability. A unique I ability. like that. Unique oh, ability. Oh, I love that.
2: That's really cute. Yes. We all we all have abilities. They're mm-hmm. just in mm-hmm. different areas, in different shapes, different shapes, different colors, different forms, different forms, different <laughs> bubbles, <laughs> different woo. <woo-hoo. laughs> different <laughs> woo. Nonetheless, wooey. She realized that there was this huge population of people who were uniquely abled. See what I did there? Uh-huh. Uh, that sounds so much better. I it love does. It. It's yeah. kind of like Foster Field, a forever foster. Yeah. 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 Uniquely abled. And she wanted to do something about it. So she went out and found herself a dance partner. She was looking for someone who was in a wheelchair and ended up finding Delpho who was paraplegic. So I think that meant that he couldn't use his, his legs. And she said that while they were dancing together, there was this really beautiful moment where it felt like his wheelchair completely disappeared. Wow. Oh, I love that. Especially for her, but even for him. And in her website bio, she says that dance is a universal language, which is very well known. You don't need to speak dance. You can just see it and understand the emotions that the person is trying to communicate. And when you are dancing with someone, you see beyond race, color, size, age, gender, and ability, which I love. Mm -hmm. I love. So a few Mm -hmm. months later, she decided to start a dance company called Infinite Flow. And she was just so inspired by that night that she couldn't fall asleep. And she was just dreaming of this world where everyone danced. And if everyone danced, everyone would be able to accept and celebrate each other's differences and there would be no war. So I love her big picture thinking. It's Mm -hmm. so much more than just I want to have a good business where people can dance even if they aren't able to move their legs. It's like if we get everyone to dance and feel the joy of dancing and movement, then people will live a happier, more peaceful life. And then we're not going to have war and the world's going to be a better place.
0: Yeah, so, so much.
2: She founded the company called Infinite Flow, and they are a nonprofit 501c3 organization based in LA. And their vision is to create an inclusive and acceptable world where each person can thrive. And they want to do that by using dance to inspire inclusion and innovation. Yes. yes. I like they those words together. They believe that diversity and inclusion inspire creativity and drive innovation which I completely agree with. When you watch their videos, you see dance in a completely intelligent and and beautiful way that you've never seen before. And it's just as gorgeous as dance with partners who have fully moving bodies. And their other core belief is that dance is transformational, that dancing brings people together, and that dance is a powerful
1: vehicle for change. These are some good stories. Yeah. I know. mean, mine directly piggybacks off Esme's with the power of dance. Yes, um, let's hear it. And just to tag along with how impactful it truly is <laughs> and how many amazing humans are there are making dance more accessible to anyone who wants to participate in this beautiful art um, is Kim Smith, who has formed this program called A Chance to Dance. A chance to dance. A chance. a chance to dance. a chance to Dance. Ooh, and you can you really can. Really <laughs> Ooh, you, you can, can really, really dance.
2: Ooh, you can really dance.
1: <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that TikTok, go watch. It
2: is Derek Huff, Huff and, and Twitch. And, and Twitch. Twitch, Twitch <laughs> who are also both amazing dancers. <laughs> yeah, they're both professional <laughs> dancers. And
1: it's just an adorable TikTok. Anyways, okay, <laughs> continue on, Melissa. Um, and Kim Smith, who founded A Chance to Dance... She herself was a lifelong dancer. It was something she connected to all her life that made her feel that she was able to express herself. And she had a daughter who was on the autism spectrum and she would constantly search for dance studios that her daughter could participate in. And she found like the odds of her finding places that could fit every need that she was hoping that they would have was next to none. So the options out there were very limited and One day she posted on Facebook just saying, hey, does anyone have like a studio space I could rent out to put together so that I can just invite, you know, people like my daughter to come dance. Apparently, Kim had an older daughter who did take dance lessons and her dance teacher was Donna Mitzel, who was a studio owner and she messaged back to Kim and said, hey, like, tell me what you need. Let's do this thing. So yes... Donna, for being on board right away. And Kim found like seven other kids to be a part of this first class. And they had everyone in there with unique abilities. They had people with Down syndrome, autism, prosthetics, paraplegic. And what's beautiful that made her program so different than others is the fact that they didn't turn anyone away. You know, if you wanted to dance, no matter your circumstance... No matter what other people viewed you as, how capable, she had her door open. And their program quickly grew and inspired others. Uh, And it just drew a whole bunch of love and a crowd of people to want to be involved in this. Other bigger companies also take part in a chance to dance now, including the Los Angeles Ballet Theater, which is like the biggest professional ballet center in LA. And their chance to dance program offers a free interactive dance class a free interactive day of dance classes once a month in the LA area at their theater
2: let's can we go yeah. that's really cool are, are we allowed, to go? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the next one I mean the... I for sure can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just passed uh March 15th is there was their last one okay cool I'll catch the next one yep <laughs> and they have People who are professional dancers at the Los Angeles Ballet come and be teachers and give these interactive classes. So they have everything from creative dance to adult intro ballet to kids ballet to a fitness class, just wellness classes, everything in between. And it's a full day of classes free once a month just to invite distressed communities or anyone in the community for that matter who wants to take part. dance dance is the best dance Dance is the best i just want to dance dance it's amazing how many of these companies are taking part in this initiative and giving people the opportunity to move their bodies in any shape or form Uh, and on top of that the lab la ballet theater also has a thing that they do called the power of performance pop <laughs> that's what I call it. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, every time they have a performance, they donate a minimum of ten percent of their ticket proceeds to go to uh, funding their a chance to dance program and going towards including more interactive days like this. Well, that's just mm. lovely. Just that's, <laughs>
0: that's just dandy. That's so love- oh.
2: I I love the common thread of these stories mm-hmm. about the power of how movement
0: can be healing. And it's I think such a, an important medicine. Yeah,
2: it's so important. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're all drawn to yoga in particular is because it moves your body in every single plane of motion that it was designed to. And it's just instantly healing because it guides you
0: through that motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breaks up that stale energy and, and get back to the flow. And I the love it. The infinite flow. The infinite <laughs>
1: flow. <laughs> And what I love most that Kim says when she talks about a chance to dance and the opportunity it's given people is she says that they find a way to take every child into account and they choreograph the dance so that it works for everybody. And the reason that they find a way for it to work for everyone is because they believe everyone does have something to offer and something to to be noticed for. Everyone does. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. So, celebrate your unique abilities. And like
2: move drop, and dance. Move your body. When, move your body.
0: When's down.
1: the last time you danced? Ooh. When's the last time you danced? We challenge you today to stop your, whatever you're doing, get up. That's so, so stop
2: listening to this
1: podcast. <laughs> yes. So, I'm stop maybe listening to it. Dance party. So, once our podcast ends, just put on your favorite song bob your head Even if you're dance. in the car, car dance. I, I mean, know. There's dance. car dance. You can tap your foot. You can tap your finger from any position. You can dance
0: with your head. Mm.
1: Oh,
0: and move your shoulders. Ooh, I got my it. hands on the wheel. Get it. Yeah. Get oh, it, girl. And swerve. Hey. And, hey. and swerve. swerve. <laughs> Indicator. Put on the seat, Indicator. <laughs> Put on the seat, belt. <laughs> <though.
2: laughs> and sprinkle it. Back it up. And sprinkle it. Back it up. And sprinkle it. And windshield wipers. Windshield <laughs> wipers. <When laughs> wax on. Wax off. off. Wax on.
1: We just made up a car dance for you. You're welcome free of charge (laughs) thank
2: you so much for listening to all of our stories and thank you even more to every single person who has liked rated subscribed and shared our podcast we appreciate you so much thank you for adding more good
1: to the world all the good things we love you we got all the good things a story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift and because we truly care All the good things we share All the good things